views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Whoa, we've got a really cool show for you today. And Tucker is in the house. Listen, you know, many of us are like totally paralyzed by doubt. And and believe me, this has been one of my this is an Achilles heel for me. Um, and, and it's kind of been with me for most of my life. Now, I got to tell you, I have many, many tools that I can use today. You know, there are many things that I consider my go-to, but one of the things that I had not thought about is what Anne writes about. And joining me today, she is the author of this incredible book, Undoubtedly Awesome, Your Own Personal Roadmap from doubt to flow. Now we're going to do something really cool today on the show, which I didn't know we were going to do. She's going to help me discover my roadmap. But before we get to that, I want you to know just a little bit about Anne. You know, she is recognized speaker. She has addressed audiences around the world. She's talked about leadership, personal transformation, decision-making, and the psychology of doubt. Yes, that's right. There is one. She's also the founder of Wisdom Soup. It's an online social learning community that speeds up serendipity by connecting people. Yeah, listen, connecting people that are like-minded, similar in spirituality, nature, and in personal values and what we want to get done in life. And what I love about this is each of us faces decision-making along the way. Anne made a decision to become Anne Tucker of today. So the Anne Tucker of today is this person that's written a book that helps us identify what I'm that soul type, but more importantly, stuck is not our natural state of being. Neither is doubt. And thank you for joining me here today. I'm so glad to be talking with you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Listen, undoubtedly awesome. It's not the first thing we say about ourselves, is it? No, that's true. That's true. That inner <laughs> voice tends to be a lot more critical. <laughs> well, and you heard me talk about uh, being stuck in, in the previous previous show. Yeah. But one of the things that I want to get to is being stuck in doubt. 
-hmm. Yeah. I'm not stuck in my job. I'm not, you know, none of that stuck in doubt. Here's the question for you. Given you are the author of this book and Tucker, undoubtedly awesome lifelong journey. What are the challenges? What are the obstacles that you Anne, have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. That's a big question. I'm glad we've it got is. an hour. <laughs> so, um, gosh, it's been, it's been so many. But what's been interesting about working on this book and understanding the, the methodology behind it is that, is that in the past, um, I may have been suffering from doubt and not understood why. Right? There was times in my life where maybe I wasn't happy in my career or I wasn't happy with where I lived or whatever it was, and I didn't understand why that was or how to make it better. I thought that there was something wrong with the choice that I had made. I thought there was something wrong with the career. Finally, I had a different one, right? And what's different now is that I, I can look at at when I'm experiencing something. So we, we bought a vacation house not that long ago. My husband and I did. Mm-hmm. And and right after buying it, it, it was really, you know, we kind of fell in love with the place because it's gorgeous. It's it's actually, it's down in Gig Harbor and um, loved it. The problem is it's a total wreck, like literally a complete, it's uninhabitable. And right after buying it and the, the, the flush of excitement wore off, we realized this is going to be a huge project. And we've mm. got four kids, two careers, and we really very quickly fell into doubt, right? Cycling in and out. Should we see, keep it or should we sell it? Should we keep it? Should we sell it? And it was really destructive. Um, and what's different is about now, about the path that I'm on now, is that when that happens, I understand what I have to do to get myself out of that. So I, know, I understand why I'm in it and I understand how to get out of it. And and that's the big shift for me is understanding that it's not the specific choice that I made. It's how I made it that makes all the difference. Mm. I want to ask you this question. When we're out in the world and we are struggling or stuck in doubt, mm-hmm. can you tell me what some of the signs are? You know, I, I, I mean... Some people may be listening, no, no, I'm not, you know, what would I be doubting? I don't know. What would I be doubting? But I've read your book, so I know there are signs. Give me, Mm -hmm. give give us a couple of examples. Sure. And and honestly, the way that doubt is going to affect you is going to be different depending on your soul type. So depending Uh. on the specific way that you think and solve problems. And so, so each of us comes at a problem slightly differently, and it gives us unique strengths and weaknesses. And the, depending on how you approach the problem, you're going to be more prone to doubt. Some of us are more prone on the beginning of a decision, where that's where the, the doubt really, we have a harder time making the decision. Some of us experience it a lot more after we've chosen, where we're still, we've, we've picked something, but we're really not committed to it, and we end up in this cycle of regret. Right? Regret is a form of doubt, where you mm-hmm. think, oh, I should have picked something else. So it, it, it affects each of us differently, but generally is when you feel dissatisfied, uncertain or dissatisfied, where you still feel like you're in the middle of the decision process, that's doubt. Yeah. Okay. Big dream. I shared with you a little story um, that, well, it, well, maybe you didn't, maybe you heard it in the last show. 14 years ago, I dialed a wrong phone number. I didn't hang up. And within 10 minutes... I was speaking to a person. I pulled out a credit card and I bought my first hour of airtime on internet only radio station. Wow. Everybody thought I lost my mind. (laughs) Um, In the process, I walked away from a career at a Fortune 50 company with a quarter of a million dollar salary. Wow. 
people thought I lost my mind. Yeah. Now, I started to think because other people thought I lost my mind. Mm -hmm. I started to think that maybe I did. Yeah. Um, But that is doubt, right? That perhaps we don't have doubt on the on the initial aspect of whatever our vision or dream is, but then we are influenced. What role does that play? Right. And to what scale? Yeah. Well, everybody has their own personal balance that they have in terms of how they uh, process a decision, a balance between their own internal guidance and then the information that they use to to essentially balance that out. It's a a trade-off between gathering information and then weighing that information internally to try to feel your way to the best choice. And that balance is going to be unique to each of us. How much information we need versus Mm -hmm. how much of our internal sort of gut feel that you go Uh with is going to be personal. But sometimes that balance gets thrown out of whack. So if you're in a situation where um, you've made a choice that, that the people around you disagree with and you're getting a lot of negative feedback about, oh my gosh, that was really, why did you do that? I would never make that choice. It can really throw that feeling of balance out of whack and make you end up uh, doubting the choice that felt really right to you before. So, and, and that's when it's, it can be so, so external information, external feedback can be one way. Another way is sometimes we end up doing um, too much research. You'll choose something and then you'll be in that, you know, you'll have it, you'll go out and you'll buy that pair of perfect black pants and then you'll have that little twinge of doubt. So you'll go to five more stores and see what kind of pants they have, right? And you're gathering too much information. You keep gathering more and more information and all that extra shopping, all that extra information gathering can end up crowding out your own ability to, to really actually feel what is the best choice. Yeah. You, you know, one of the things that we are going to talk about, and I would love to jump right into it right now, Anne, is this idea of a soul type. Mm-hmm. Because I was so fascinated by what you put in, you know, what you've written about that I really, I clearly understood that there is um, not just a a book that you've written, but there's a way of understanding. And that way of understanding has an interconnectivity of different aspects of who we are and who we can become. Mm-hmm. Would you mind sharing with folks uh, just really briefly what is the soul type that you're referring to here and you mentioned before? <laughs> right. Yeah. So so the way I think about it, when when looking at what's in this book, I'm looking very, very specifically at one aspect of you. And it is the way that you are creative in the world. It's that creative power. So I'm looking at the behavior of creativity is how you think, how you solve problems, and that's focused through the mechanism of how you make decisions. So this is the, the, the specific part of you that we're looking at. And clearly this is a really, really important part because, because how you create in the world is how you express yourself. And, mm-hmm. and the decision, how you make decisions, how you think, how you solve problems, that is sort of the, the creative, that's the, that's the if, if you're a full of energy, if you've got energy going in a bunch of different directions and you want to focus it in one specific direction like a laser beam, then that prism in the middle, that thing that's going to focus all that energy and point it in one direction is your decisions. So wow. the way that we think about uh, how you think and solve problems, how you make decisions is by looking at your soul type. And I call it your soul type because this is something that you were 
you were born with. It wasn't something that you learned from your parents. As a matter of fact, your soul type is probably different from your parents. It's something that if you think about, if you've been around children, if you have children of your own, they would have come with, with their own specific ways of approaching their own challenges. I can think of my own kids, they, mm-hmm. uh, they were, you know, I have a, a girl and a boy that were, I had by birth and they, from, from day one, one of them was the cautious child who would walk around the fountain for a half hour before deciding to put his hand in. And then mm-hmm. the other child was the one who would literally be running in before I could get her clothes changed, you know, just completely different ways of relating to the world. And that, that was from day one. And it wasn't something I, they learned. It was something they were born with. And that's the, that's the, that, the, the choice, how they were making that decision that that's their soul type. So there's awesome. there's seven different soul types. And well, uh, we're going to introduce folks to all of them, aren't we today? And I have no idea what you're going to say about me, but I'm open. I'm all in. <laughs> We're going to take a short break, everyone. And for those of you out there, we also have copies of Anne's book to give away. Undoubtedly awesome. When we come back, we're going to explore in great detail what these soul types are. And now I'm starting to think, I wonder which one I am, but I'm going to leave that to Anne, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic are you ready to start winning at the game of life Lynn Brown host of get into it winning at the game of life is here to help you reach places and goals that you never thought possible. Lynn is an intuitive healer with a specialized background in financial healing. She combines her intuitive nature and her wholesome approach to financial planning. To learn more about her financial planning services, contact her personally at letter R, letter U, Intuit.com. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving. Even in the face of adversity, say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. 
On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. I want to live where so meets body and let the sun wrap its arms around me and bathe my skin in water Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat show. I also want to welcome you to Transformation Talk Radio. Um, If you want to find out more about me and you want to find out more about the show, go to the website, transformationtalkradio.com. There are also ways that you can download the app. You can also download an app from Spreaker and iHeart. But most importantly, we want to make sure we're connecting with you Ann Tucker is joining me here today. Fabulous book. Undoubtedly awesome. Um, I would like to give away my first copy of the book, if we can, to Mr. Benny. Um, 1-800-930-2819. Yes, Benny, books now. Let's rock it. Um, And if you would please walk us through an overview of what this soul type is like and how it fits in to the model that you've created. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. um, I guess a good way to think about it is that if you, if you imagine, and this is just a a story, a metaphor, but if you imagine God, source, universe, however you want to want to describe it by Mm -hmm. itself before there was anything floating around, right? Wanting to understand itself, but unable to, because there's nothing to compare itself to. So let's just say in that story that, that it split itself, God split itself into seven different pieces and gave each of us one of those pieces, right? And that particular piece, that's the creative power. How do we create in the world? Then if you think about every problem as a seven-sided shape and every side has its own door, each of us has a key that fits into one of those doors, one way into the problem, right? And, and we may be capable of solving all aspects of a problem, but there's one specific door, one way into the problem where we are truly expert. It's the thing that comes naturally to us that we would do if we were never taught, if we never saw it modeled. Right? And, and each of those different aspects, this is why it's so interesting when we all come back together as a group, when you're working with others to solve a problem, why it can be so invigorating. It's like we're bringing back all those individual pieces and recreating that feeling of source together, right? Recreating and, and, and making uh, all those creative powers work together again. It's really, it's just a lot of fun. The, yeah. The different, the different types of problems. So if I kind of get more specific about this, you think about these seven doors, I can group them into four basic areas in terms of problem solving. So there's some soul types that are better at figuring out solutions. There's some that are better at figuring out the plan. There's some that are better at getting us aligned and there's some that are better at getting us moving. So these are the sort of four general areas that we all fall under. One of these areas is where we're really, really going to shine and we can do all of them, but there's one that we're best at. Mm. Well, 
how do we even begin to discover this about ourselves? Because, you know, when I was reading your book, I was looking through it and I was thinking, oh, okay, yeah, maybe that could be me. Maybe this could be me. But uh-huh. you have a you have a way to do this without, you know, without literally having my head explode, right? Right. <laughs> it's actually, it's really fun. I call it the geeky uh, spiritual cosmo quiz. Is that <laughs> is that you with three simple questions we can figure out your soul type? And this is because I put it into a flow chart. So rather than having a five page survey, survey uh, I boil down to three simple questions. Do you want to do yours? Sure. Let's do it. All right. All right, so and I think I already know your answer to the first question, which is, is when you make a decision, are you in general slower than others, so more thoughtful, careful, methodol- uh, uh, methodol- uh, methodical, yeah. or are you faster than average, so with more excitement oh. or impatience or impulsiveness? Oh. Yeah, faster. Right. Totally. <laughs> After your that, story about me. the radio station, I knew it was going to be faster. Yeah. So, okay, so now... Um, when you're talking about telling somebody a story, do you tend to just talk about the facts and the details, or do you include parts about how you feel or how it affected you? No, I'm like how it feels and how it affected me. Perfect. So then the last question is, in general, what do you find most interesting, finding new solutions or communicating and influencing other people? Um, boy, you know, it's really a combination of both. Um... Uh, you know, I, I think today I'm in the new solution mode. And as a result of those new solutions, mm-hmm. we are going to be able to communicate with people. Right. But well, I think that's where I am today, finding new solutions. I love innovation. I love doing things, you know, yeah. perhaps that others hadn't thought about. Right. And so we'll think of it this way is because my guess is that you're going to be under communicating and influencing, but we can double yeah. check this. So, um, uh, in, in finding new solutions is about really being driven to things that are unique, highly visual, being able to, um, yeah. is from a visual perspective. Is that you? Yeah, that is me. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm so, a total visual. Okay, perfect. I mean, that's, that's why the interactive uh, game that we're creating is going to be done with cartoon characters. It's never been done in one of the, you know, to express Lyme disease and the effects of Lyme disease. You know, we have a really cool idea to really create something super visual that does not have much to do with the actual way the disease is transmitted, but it's fun and educational. Yeah, okay. So so what that would tell me is that you're what I call the optimizing soul type. And the thing to know about the optimizing soul type is that you are truly innovative. So you're in that, that area of, 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 in terms of problem solving, you're going to be figuring out new solutions. And um, any words that start with the letters R-E, rethink, redesign, rework, mm-hmm. reimagine, are all going to be your domain. So it's taking things that are existing and putting them, combining them together or recreating them in a new way, in a way that's totally outside the box that nobody has ever thought of before. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, the, that's the talent. It's that ability to truly be innovative. Um, what it, the way it, 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 and does that sound like you so far? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm getting text messages uh, from Pete from the people on my team. Nailed it! Yeah, <laughs> and then we have callers also calling in. I bet that they also want to know what theirs is. Benny's busy doing it. It does sound like me. You know, right. I've had to become um, uh, more of a um, st- strategic planner type. Right, right, right. Because the magnitude of of the project requires it. 
Right. And that, that is a true I'm, thing. I'm good at delegating that to Jessica, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a perfect solution is bring in those other soul types that have the skills that you need. And we're all capable yes. of borrowing the skills from other soul types, of growing into yes. those other areas. It's just to know what your native, what your natural natural talents are is, is hugely helpful because if you don't express those, you're really missing out. And, and it's interesting to know for you is to understand how this plays out in your decisions, to look at what your decision process is. So your process is going to be really different from the people around you. So whereas most people would think about a decision, they would go from A to B to C to D, right? They would come up with a logical process and they would sort of get to a conclusion at the end. And you're not going to be like that. What you'll do is you'll go from A to M to Z to Q. And in your mind, it'll make perfect sense, right? It'll seem totally logical and, com- and you'll be able, not only logical, but you'll be able in your mind, you'll have uh, like an inspired moment. So first you'll face the problem and then you'll have this inspired idea that will come to you and you will project that idea into the future. It's like you're living in that future moment already. Mm-hmm. You have a vision of what it's going to look like and you're living in that reality. So, you know, if you had come to my house that I, that little house I bought in Gig Harbor and you came in and you had a vision for what it was going to look like, you would be able to walk through it and not see at all the puddles on the floor and yes. how decrepit it was. You would just be walking through it as if it was already completed. <laughs> that is right. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. And, 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 and you know, it, yeah. it, it's really crazy that you're talking about that because two years ago, I could see this network being built. Yeah. And I was asked questions like, but w- what are you building it based on? Yeah. And I said, what I'm building it based on <laughs> is all the other networks I've ever been on, all the money I've ever paid, everything I've ever asked for, but most importantly, what I've never gotten. Yeah. And, and so the answer is, I'm filling in the gaps and creating something that's going to provide people with what they need because we asked them what they wanted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I can see that end game. Right. I don't know that I can see the individual steps. That's why Linda and Jessica are here. Right. Right. And that's, that's brilliant. That's a great strategy for you. Being this soul type, it's a fabulous strategy for you to bring in other people that have these other skills to balance out your weaknesses, to say, okay, I know that I tend to maybe skip over that I don't connect the dots all the time, so I need somebody else to help me who's going to be able to look at what I'm doing and see see those gaps and help me make sure that I've connected everything. Oh, um, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> 1-800-930-2819. Yep. We are absolutely opening up the phone lines. Um, 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're going to go right to the phones, get some people some help and information. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. 
Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 9 the earth is an ever-changing being goddess light shamanic healer brie gibbs guides us through the ascending worlds bringing forth knowledge and truth as a light creator she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution join brie as she shares messages from guides spirits ascended masters goddesses and others Tune in the second and fourth Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific and Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific for Silver Gaia Radio. Have you felt a lot of fear and self-doubt in your life where you feel like you never know what's right for you? As a result, maybe you've made yourself invisible or haven't fully put yourself out there. Hi, my name is Deb Acker. In addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including stepping into your power to be confident and visible in your relationships and the world. Did you know fear, self-doubt, feeling invisible, and not feeling comfortable to put yourself out there are all linked to not being in your power? What if you could always feel powerful and on purpose at all times? I used to spend a lot of time hiding in fear and self-doubt. Now I'm not afraid to put myself out there on a bigger scale, and most importantly, I know it's right for me in every moment, and I take action accordingly. On the other side, I now help others with this, and if you're ready to be powerful and confident and let go of the fear that holds you back from a bigger life, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, DeborahAcker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon. Welcome back, everyone. And Tucker is in the house. I love the book. Undoubtedly awesome. But more importantly, I learn, uh, I absolutely love the wisdom she's sharing. You know, this has been uh, for you, and this has been years in the making. You know, I've shared that about the network has been years in the making, but the vision for it, you know, has been out front. And I would suspect a little bit of that for you. I absolutely have amazing people around me that help me connect the dots. Um, Today, we have opened up the phone lines 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. We're taking your calls, questions, so you can find out perhaps what your soul type is. And also, we're giving copies of the book away. Um, And uh, we have somebody waiting. Mr. Benny, who do we have? We'll take another Ann, Ann from Northern Virginia. Hello, Ann. Hi, Ann. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Pat. How are you? Awesome. How are you doing? 
I'm good. And hi, Anne. Another hi. Anne. Yeah, nice to meet hi. you. Hi. Um, this thing about doubt and, and second guessing, oh my gosh, I think I've done this all my life and I see it as a pattern. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> nothing new, right? And so I was a teacher for many years. And then on top of that, now I'm a personal chef and caterer. And, oh, wow. and again, so all these things involve decisions. And I just like, I have this plethora of all these ideas, but then to narrow it down, I get so overwhelmed. Yeah. And sometimes I have to wait to the last minute. And sometimes again, the last minute, it still works out because nobody knows inside that I've got that because they always think I have my act together, which <laughs> I do. But at the same time, I just, all these decisions and it's like, it's like then you have self-doubt on top of that, and yeah. then it could just weigh on you like a like a ton of bricks. Right, right. And it sounds like you're experiencing it most on the front end of your decision process where you're, where you're being overwhelmed with too many options, is that right, or with too many mm-hmm. choices? Yeah, too many options because, okay, so what am I going to cook for this client? What am I, and then I have a list, and thank God I have to come up with a list, which is great, yeah. <laughs> but the list takes a long time, and sometimes I need to like clear my desk, have total silence and uh, go from one project to another because I'm a multitasker. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. So I, I just yeah. like do, you know, one thing after, and I can multitask great, but I would drive other people crazy yeah. to those people <laughs> that can't do that. So, but, uh, but, but at times I need to work on one thing at a time. And, um, and I love paperwork. I really do love paperwork, believe it or not. I love sitting down, taking notes and, and writing things down because yeah. that's just how I am. Yeah, it does. Are you looking for some ways to, to experience less doubt in what you're doing? Sometimes, yes, because I don't have a website yet and I don't have a blog. And those are the things that I want to do, mm-hmm. finding the right person to help um, me as well with that. Those, those are the things that um, I'm working And then eventually writing um, a book. Mm-hmm. God yeah. knows when that's going to happen mm-hmm. with all the decisions and and, and uh, self doubt, you know. So, but um, so so I go from one project that has all these grandiose ideas to the next project that has all these ideas. But I hope yeah. I answered your question. I think so. I I was just going to say that if if what you're what you're dealing with on the front end, um, and we can do your soul type really quickly if you like, uh, Dr. Pat. Is that do we have time yes, for that? Yes, please. Okay. I'd love to. Yes. Okay. So let's go through the the, the questions for you really quickly. Um, in general, are you slower in making decisions than others, or faster? So slower would mean more thoughtful or careful, more methodical, or do you tend to make decisions yeah, with definitely slow. Okay. I, I don't want to so. do a last minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, do you tend to, when you talk about yourself, do you tend to tell the whole story, including how you feel, or do you tend to stick to just the facts and the details? Oh, no. Feelings come up. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm guessing that in terms of um, between one-on-one interactions, which one do you prefer, one-on-one interactions or being part of a, a group, being in a large group? I like one-on-one because large groups yeah. are overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Perfect. So that I, I was going to guess that you are what I call the coaching style of decision-making, and it fits with everything you've been telling us. So what that means is, so I'll tell you first what the gift is, and um, the particular gift that you have is to be able to, uh, so you're a people developer, a person who's capable of looking at a person and seeing in them their absolute best self. 
and to see it in a way that, that it's like you manage to look through them and see what about what it is about them that is absolutely best. And then you reflect that back to them. So when they're around you, that's what they see of themselves. They see that you perceive them as the best version of themselves and you inspire them to try to live up to that vision of themselves. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, so it really is, you're, you're a fantastic manager, you're a fantastic um, teacher, you know, any situation where you really are trying to, to develop others, um, and, and it probably makes you very popular, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and other, other people tell me their problems, and they also take on their energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. for sure. Uh, as well. So, so that is the gift. Um, the the difficulty for you and how it impacts your decisions is in the same way that you're able to see the best in every person, you're able to see the best in every option. So when you're trying to make a choice, you're going to be looking at everything and seeing what's best about everything. And you're going to end up overwhelming yourself with too many options. Mm. And then you couple that with as much as you are incredibly generous about how you see others, you're probably more self-critical than you should be. You're probably expect yourself to live up to a very high standard. So that's that's good. Those two things combined are going to make you spin in circles on the front end of your decision. So the the best advice I would give you would be to say, okay, the key for you is going to be narrowing down the number of choices you consider and in keeping yourself out, shortening that front end process before you commit to a decision, the decision is shortening it as much as you can. And this takes a ton of discipline. It means before you start looking at options, getting really clear about what you want to accomplish in the decision, getting really clear about what your priorities are, because what's going to happen is you're going to be thinking that you, you really want, say you're trying to figure out what to serve for a meal and you're going to start on the front of why I want it to be nutritious or healthy or dairy-free or whatever. And then you're going to walk down the grocery aisle and there's going to be five things on sale. And it's going to be, oh, my God, but I really want something that's on sale. No, you don't. <laughs> right? You've got to be clear. What are you accomplishing? So, so get clear in your priorities. Then once you have those clear in your head, limit yourself to no more than three to five options max. Because beyond that, you're going to go into overload, and it's going to, you're going to end up being unable to commit fully to any one choice. And then once you've yeah. committed, so three to five options, then the key thing is you just have to leap. And, and, and the truth is, is there is no one option that's going to be the best option. Whatever you're choosing between, if you have three or five options that you're choosing among, they're all going to be good. And any one of them has the possibility of being perfect. Any one of them has the possibility of making you happy. The thing that's going to make the difference is whether or not you commit to it. It's your behavior that mm. makes, it, makes it the right choice. So if you fully commit mm. to that decision, in other words, you've got you to make the choice, but then you've got to burn your bridges and give up all the alternatives, really commit to that choice. And it allows you to, to really fall in love with your choice. So that's, that's the key is limit your options. You know, get your priorities straight to begin with, limit your options, and then fully commit. Take that leap and fully commit. And then you'll find that you feel a lot better about it. Your decisions will end up being much more successful. Oh, awesome. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of leap information, isn't it? Isn't that cool? I know. <laughs> yeah, because that doesn't it make sense? Because when 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 Anne was talking about me, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, that's me. Uh, but you know what we didn't talk about. And let's let's do this now while Anne is on the line. Um, um, we didn't talk about how the you know her her soul type and my soul type. How do we deal with doubt? Sure. So so for you, um, 
it's for you, Dr. Pat, it's going to be a little bit different. So you, both of you, it's going to affect you differently in different places in your decision. Oh, so okay. for Anne, it affects you on the front end of your decision before you commit is where you experience the most doubt. Um, and then for you, Dr. Pat, it's going to be after you've chosen something. Um, the reason for that is because you don't go through the same decision processes that you tend, like I said, you get inspired by the idea and then you, you commit to it right away. And then you go through a process rather than, so you imagine Anne at the grocery store going through every single option, commit, committing and comparing or, you know, comparing between things. You don't do that, Dr. Pat. You tend to fall in love with a, an idea and then you'll go out and you'll search for confirming information. <laughs> so what you'll do is you'll just look for information that proves you're right. <laughs> That's right. That could drive her crazy though. Does, couldn't that also drive her crazy as well? Drive who crazy? Drive, drive you, Dr. Uh, Dr. Pat, Pat because, uh, because you're going to listen to different people tell you. But doesn't yeah, well, that produce self-doubt? Well, the other the that doesn't happen until after she's decided. So what'll okay. happen is she'll get she'll get the decision, she'll come up with the idea, then she'll go out and search for confirming information. And what happens is you might run across a disconfirming information, but you'll discount yes. it. You'll say, Well, yeah. I can fix that or it's not gonna affect yeah. me. And you'll just hear the things that tell you, is this possible? If the answer is yes, you're off and running. So so then once you've decided and you have the idea in your head, then, then the, the reason why doubt gets to you is that you will already be living in that future state. However, somewhere in the back of your mind is the awareness that maybe you didn't do as much homework as you should have. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't look at every single option. So all these little things have the, the potential to creep back in and say, hmm, did you really think this through all the way? And if yeah. you have a ton of people who are coming back and say, oh, gosh, that was a terrible idea, or why did you do that? <laughs> they can really undermine your, your feeling, that, that internal guidance that you have of this is the right choice. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting mm-hmm. about that is that um, we have a hard time, or in my case, um, once that doubt creeps in, what is the remedy? And like you were talking with Anne about, you know, what's the remedy? Because see, in my case, I've already made the, t- the decision. Mm-hmm. And if I stay in that place of doubt, it is a down, it, it's a downward spiral, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've already made the decision. Um, when I use, you know, when I pull from my toolkit, I find out what's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say except for one or two situations where I've made a really not so good decision, right? right that right. I felt was, oh, right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you get things back on track once yeah, you're, that's once it. You, yeah. And the first thing that, to think about is that Whatever you whatever you've chosen, whether it be you know something major like a relationship or a career or a home or a car or something small, um, any whichever way it is, your dissatisfaction, that feeling of doubt and and uh, dissatisfaction, is an emotion. It's just a feeling, mm-hmm. and we tend to think that our feelings are true. That because we feel this way, that means the choice that we made was bad. Right. But the truth is, is that is that your feelings they dwell in this sort of weird timelessness. I call it the eternal now. Is that your feelings think that the way you feel right now is the way you're going to feel forever, and yeah. that's not true. 
if you think about like if you are, say for me, imagine that you've been out working all day and you come home at the end of the day and you plop on the sofa and you're totally exhausted and all you want to do is stay there in your whoobage and, and eat popcorn. And, but you're supposed to go out and to go to a party that night and you can't imagine getting up and going to do it, but you have to. So you do, you get up and you go to the party. And once you're at the party, you have a fantastic time and you can't imagine being back on your sofa, Right. And it's right. because when you're on the sofa, you the way you feel feels like that's you're gonna you're gonna feel that way forever. And when you're at the party, you think, well, this is the way I'm gonna feel forever because your emotions they're eternal. They they think they are the eternal now, but they're not. <laughs> it's it's actually if you're feeling dissatisfied, it is much easier than you think to feel differently. It's as easy as getting up and going to the party, right? So it's not that hard mm-hmm. to shift how you feel. So the key is that if if you wanna fall back in love with whatever choice you made is to uh, think about, number one, you have to to ask yourself, do you want to recommit to this decision? Because option A is always to redo the decision, is to pick something else and go back to square one. That's option A. Option B is to recommit and engage in this decision. If you choose to do that, then what you have to do is re-engage your emotions in the decision. And that means investing some part of yourself, of your identity, back into your choice. So say, for example, it's a career. So it is at your job, and you're falling out of love with your job. You're just not happy. You feel like it's mm-hmm. me. you made the wrong choice. Then what you would want to do is figure out a way to invest some piece of yourself in the job. And it's best, if you understand your soul type, to make that investment related to your soul type. So for you, Dr. Pat, you would want to go in and figure out something about your job that you could innovate, something that you could create, a rethinking of the problem, right? Coming up with looking for problems that you can solve. If you do that, that's going to engage you again and make you fall back in love with your work. And so, and then, and then, and for you, uh, Dan, it's going to be looking at um, uh, getting engaged with other people on the job. It's going to be, can you mentor someone one-on-one? Can you create these relationships where you are growing others? And it can be in a bunch of different, different contexts, but, but looking to invest yourself in that way. So something that brings in that aspect of yourself, um, and it, it can make all the difference. Wow. Thank you And so thank much. you for calling sure. in. I know this is exciting, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes, you it know, is. I, I want to so thank much. you for calling You're in. You're very welcome. Yeah, I want to talk about some of the other soul types, and I've got to skip a break, too. Um, You know, some of the other soul types are are really fascinating. And, you know, I shared with you that I was was looking at the the learning soul, but then Mm -hmm. I was looking at some of the other things. And, you know, I had a really brief interaction with Linda this morning, which was kind of fun for me, not so fun for her, maybe, you know, her, this snowstorm back in New Jersey, right? And she was scheduled to fly out today. So, you know, yesterday I'm sitting there and I'm watching the weather channel. I'm like, you know, I don't think you should leave tomorrow. I mean, I think, you know, you're going to be, so I'm looking at the forecast and like, I'm believing it, right? Because in my mind, making that decision would have already been made, right? Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but the, but this is Linda's probably a different soul type, right? Yes, yes. And so making the decision once the weather started to look really bad, even though I think part of her thinking was it's never as bad as it gets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you wake up this morning and the answer is it's never as bad as you get. But the flight's already been changed, yeah, right? Yeah. So for me, I've already moved on. Mm-hmm. But you know, for Linda, look at my flight. I want to see if it left. Right. So it's still open in her mind. The decision's still open. 
Right. Yeah. But and it is. Go ahead. Isn't that fascinating? And and I look, there are some other soul types. Yeah. And it's clear we're not kind of the same, but we've been best friends since 1973. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I really latched on to what you talked about with the learning soul. Yeah. You, you know, because it really does beg the question, you know, how do we get along with, um, you know, soul types that it may is, not be like ours? It's a re- It's actually a really, really fun question. I used to use this, you know, I was an executive coach and I used this uh, this methodology with clients and, and it, it was incredibly uh, uh, helpful with teams. Mm. So there was, there was one situation um, where there was these two guys, both real star performers, right? They were both really talented people, but they were um, mortal enemies, right? They were just, they made each other's world terrible. <laughs> and, um, and so part of the goal of me being there was to help these two guys to get along. Mm. And um, what was fascinating is they were... Uh, one of the guys, I would, I would do feedback collection. I'd find, okay, what's going on? Why, why do you feel this way about this other guy? And he would say, you know, guy number one, let's call him Bill. Bill said, and then the other guy will call him Sam. Bill says, well, Sam is uh, incredibly secretive. He doesn't share any of his plans with me. He never tells me what's going on. He mm-hmm. leaves me in the dark, and I don't trust him. I feel like he doesn't trust me. We have a terrible working relationship. <laughs> So then I go over and I talk to Sam and I say, okay, what's going on? He says, well, Bill is a complete micromanager. He won't ever leave me alone. He's always trying to dig in and he's a huge time waster. He wants to spend all this time on planning when he won't get up and go do something and we're weeks behind and it's all his fault. Right? So wow. these two guys have very different perspectives on each other. And what was fascinating is that they are what I would consider opposite soul types. Their decision style is opposite. And I went back and I brought them together and I said, okay, so Bill needed to understand that Sam wasn't withholding information from him. Sam has a different decision, a different way of making decisions. Sam doesn't actually have a plan. There is no plan. Wow. <laughs> He's not withholding a plan. He is more, his way of, of, of doing things is to come up with a concept and then start doing it immediately and wow. then figuring it out as he goes. So what Bill saw was secretive and not sharing was not. It was just his way of solving problems, and he's really good at it, right? And then on the other side, here's poor Bill, who's, who the way he solves and thinks about problems is that he needs a plan. He wants to, he doesn't want to take one step until he knows what's going to happen in six months. He wants to have the whole thing laid out, and he will plan for every contingency. And that's, that's, that's in his mind, that's how you do it, right? Wow. So, so here's Sam looking at Bill saying, this guy is never going to get anything done. We'll just wait, right? Give Bill, give Bill a month, and he will be way more prepared. His stuff will be way more uh, uh, cohesive than Sam's can ever be. It's just he's bringing a different skill set. So wow. once they understood each other, it was amazing. By the end of the meeting, they actually hugged, and now they're friends, which was I love pretty it. incredible. Yeah, and it I was love just it. understanding the difference. Well, here's what we're going to do. We actually have another caller, Linda. But before we do that, I want to make sure everybody knows, check out the website, undoubtedlyawesome.com, and get a copy of the book. Mr. Benny, let's bring Linda on. Linda, meet Anne. Oh, hi, hi, Linda. Anne. Nice, to, nice meet to meet you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, we've um, got about so- five minutes left, so I want to make sure, Linda, that uh, Anne asks you the same questions she asked me. All right, you okay. want to do your soul type, Linda? Please. All right, sure. So question number one, do you make decisions faster than average with excitement, impatience, urgency, or impulsively? No. Nope, slower? Never, she said. 
What? I'm sorry? What was that? You Patty, said? don't answer for me. I said no. Oh, <laughs> so slower than average. <laughs> Thoughtfully, carefully, methodically. Is that more you? Uh, yes. Okay. So um, when you talk about things, do you tend to uh, just talk about the facts and details, or do you tend to ho- tell the whole story, including how you feel and how it affects you personally? Facts and details. Facts and details. All right. So then you are the learning style. So you actually only need two questions. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. So, um, so what that tells us about you is of all the different decision styles, you would have what's considered to be the most neutral energy. And, and you are able to stay open-minded longer than any other decision and decision way of making decisions, any other soul type, um, that you have a preference for uh, logic and analysis and thinking things through on a very deep level. Um, so the gift that you bring is that ability to, um, to remain open-minded, to have all that information, and to think through and solve problems from this place of, of really smart logic and analysis. Does that sound like you? I think so, but nobody else would. <laughs> <laughs> so in, I'm a it, pain, according to others, because I don't <laughs> do things quickly. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's that is the the case is that is that most likely you are capable when the decision is something that's really clear. You're probably very pragmatic. You're probably able to make a choice very quickly if it's something that is obviously the best. But what's yes. different about you is that if you run into a situation where you're not sure which is the best way to go, where the information isn't there or the landscape isn't clear, that because you have this neutral way of being, you're much more comfortable with ambiguity than any of the other soul types. So you're perfectly comfortable sitting back and just observing. So what you'll do is that something will come up and it, it will be maybe you're not quite certain yet. You want to just wait and see what's, how things are going to evolve so that you'll be sure to make the right choice. So you'll stay in this place of neutral, of doing nothing and observing and waiting to see what happens. And um, it can be a very effective strategy for you because when you, when you make a choice, you want to make sure it's the right choice. More of your decisions are going to be great decisions. The downside is that you might make fewer decisions. So some opportunities can, can get away from you. You might miss out on some things because of that neutral approach. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. It makes very good sense. And I'm the one who didn't want to change my flight. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I actually, and that makes good sense. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. And I would have figured, I would have waited until today and said, okay, so the roads are bad at home. Mm-hmm. Now I have the full assessment and I should change my flight so nobody has to drive on those icy roads and take, pick me up. Right. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I didn't. I, I went because I had somebody else nagging me to want to make a decision immediately <laughs> to change my flight. So I did. <laughs> well, and the good news is I, have I did have the weather channel on 24-7. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And thank you so much for today. Please let folks know how they get a copy of the book, how they can find out more about you, how they could work with you, all of the above. You bet. There's a website at www.undoubtedlyawesome.com. And what's fun is there is a survey on the website you can take that's just got the three questions you'll need to answer, and it'll give you information about your soul type that is different from what's in the book. So that's a fun thing to do anyways. So check that out, and there's also links to the book there at undoubtedlyawesome.com. 
Um, and in addition, there is, uh, I want to tell everybody about Wisdom Soup, which is going to be up and launching very soon if you're interested in knowing more about it. And uh, that'll give you more opportunities to work with me and to learn. Uh, it's a way of uh, speeding up serendipity and helping you progress faster along your journey. So um, keep in touch, and, and I hope I hear from you. Awesome. Thank you, Ann. What a great show. Thank Thank you you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Linda, thank you. Ann, thank you. Benny, thank you. And for all of you out there, remember that you have the birthright to live a life that you truly, truly want. Let us move to thriving instead of surviving. We'll see you next time on the show. Seating audio was via a Skype call.